we, we, we want to make sure you know how to quote the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he making me to lie down in green pastures he restored my soul he leaded me in the paths of righteousness yea though I walk through the I shall fear no evil for thy rod and thy staff some people over there quiet that's all right yeah yeah I, I, and you want the people to be able to quote these scriptures and tell you where they are but many of the people that know these scriptures to heart don't know the god of that scripture welcome to the life experience a broadcast brought to you by life worship center where we're led by a dynamic duo bishop denzel and robin rule we are a church that lives in love operates in integrity walks by faith, and have been empowered by God. Stay tuned, there is definitely a life-changing word awaiting you. And now, here is Pastor Denzel with today's word. We have watered down to the point now where the world doesn't see a need to put a premium on what we have to offer. This is why we are treated with the level of disrespect, disdain, and disregard that we are being treated with as the church. Because we have cheapened this thing all the way down. We are not different. We are not remarkable. We don't stand out. We don't stand up. And so there is no need to put any value on us. Bishop Wallace taught me something I never forgot. He says, listen to me, son. You're about to marry this girl. Remember this. He says, people will pay whatever price tag you put on her. Swallow that. He says, you determine what people pay for Robin. So if you put something cheap on her, that's what they can treat her with. They can watch you to see what she's valued to you. And based on her value to you, it's going to determine what they're going to pay. We have cheapened down this gospel and the kingdom so much that the world doesn't feel like we got to do anything to get it because we ain't doing nothing to maintain it. The gospel that we are presenting now has no power, has no standard, has no anointing, has no difference. This God, truth be told, that you could simply do this and you're saved. Truth of the matter is, the average unbeliever, all they got to do to measure up to the average Christian is start coming to church. I'm going to say it again slow. For the average unbeliever, all they got to do to now look like the average Christian is just start attending church. Because there's nothing else that's different about us. We laughing at the same jokes. We going to the same places. We fretting about the same recession. Might as well. We scared of the same disease. We operate in the same fair. So the only thing they need to do is just start coming to church and now they're just like us. How did we get there? How have we sunken so low from the place where Peter them left this thing? Peter says to them, folks, he says, you are a royal priesthood. 
you you are a peculiar people a chosen generation a holy nation that's what they gave us this thing as but now we are like everybody else you were created to be outstanding you were created to stand out and and, and listen beloved I, I and don't get this wrong this is not about dress this is not about going to the movies but beloved it's about being a difference maker and I'm, the point i was trying to make earlier is sometimes you got to separate yourself in order to get your thinking right you won't get into hell because of your leather pants but your leather your leather pants sometimes make you think certain ways to hell for, for, for watching some of the things you watch. But what some of the things you watch does is put hell in you. So the idea is, is for you to be the witness in the earth and then sometimes you got to separate yourself come be out from among them and be separate to get your thinking right. Oh, man, I want, I want, I, I was, I, I kid you on, it's a true story. I'm not saying this because he is here. This is a true story. Last, last yesterday, I was tempted to send a text to Ellsworth Johnson. I kid you not. And I can't believe he's here this morning. Now, you can think I'm making this up, but I can read it from my notes. I was going to send him a text because I wanted to make sure I get what I'm about to say right. Tell what I'm about to say. And then you can know I ain't lying. There, there is an understanding that must be had that you have, this whole thing about immigration, you have citizens and you have residents. People of God, we are not citizens of this country. Or any country where you listen around the world, wherever you're listening from. We are supposed to be, at best, residents. See? Um, there's this, this dear friend, family friend of ours that's been in this country almost 50 years. Preacher. And even the immigrant allows him, by way of being a preacher, and of God, he could get citizenship. He's been here for 50 years. He's married to a Bohemian. Bohemian children, the children born here. And on time I asked him, I said, I said, Rev, why have you not... Gotten citizenship. He was, he was known and friends with Clementine Maynard, known by Sir Lyndon Pinlin, known by all these wonderful politicians. And I'm saying, why you never get citizenship? He says, because I'm a Jamaican. But I say, man, you've been here all this time. Why don't you get your papers straight? He says, my papers are straight. a Bahamian flag on his truck. I mean, a, a Jamaican flag on his truck. He got a Jamaican pin whenever he wears a suit. He's been almost 50 years and he sounds like he's from the back of Mandeville. <laughs> 50 years. Most of us get in the departure lounge and get a slang. We are on the plane yet, and we talking American. This brother been here for fifty years, and Sally from Bogwalk, Trelawney, 
Lord Jesus. And I'm saying, and I'm wondering to myself, like, you, you, what? Because in my mind, it is better for you to be a behemoth. He says, no, I'm a Jamaican and I'm proud. I know who I am. And so I'm not denouncing who I am to be this. I know who I am. One of the problems is a lot of us. Oh, man. And in my mind, I'm saying that he is small-minded. Because I'm thinking being behaving makes you big-minded. But no, to be big-minded is to know who you are and be comfortable with who you are. Knowing who you've been called to be. Now listen to me. So I'm building my case and I'm building my sermon based on that point because I want you to understand that behavior, that, that kingdom citizens cannot take up citizenship in this world. We must retain the identity from the nation that we have come from. Ah, we got to retain the citizenship from the place that we have come from. And so in my mind, I was working this word. I'm going to tell you that you are just a resident. But then the Lord did something to me. He says, no. Because I went to Brother Alfred, them website, the webpage, and I I found out that you could invest in real estate, spend a certain amount of money, and get residence. The Lord said, No, die us. Because a lot of us, all we're doing is occupying space. He said, Residency is not for the believer. He said, Believers are here on work permit. He says, if you are a child of God, the only status you could have in this country is a work permit. And so I looked up some, some things. I didn't look them up. I lied. I didn't look them up. I just taught up some things. And these are the things I was going to call, but else with the final, if this is right or not. Because the first thing I, I read, I didn't research this, but this is just, I just know certain things. Now, number one about work permit is your permit must be approved before you get here. In other words, you don't get here and then apply for work permit. So, so understand this. Jeremiah said it like this, before you were formed in the womb. I, I knew you, you know. I orchestrated your steps. You didn't miss and born here. You didn't miss and land here. Uh, God already filled out an application. And there was a permit granted for you to be here. Can someone shout, I ain't no mistake. Yeah, I know that's bad English, but it's truth. Yeah, I ain't no mistake. You are here on divine assignment and your permit was already granted before you got here. And understand this then, beloved. You have no permission to change your permit. Unless you plan on leaving. The next thing, I, I hope, hope I'm right, is that your permit is granted for a set time. It's not indefinite. So far, so good? All right. It's not, it's not indefinite. You got a set time. Someone say set time. 
Yeah, so when you understand you got a set time, you can't be wasting time. You, you got a set time before this thing expires. And a lot of us being here on work permit, and we soon get called in because in all this time we've been at work permit, we ain't really get no work done yet. Hmm. Jesus says to his disciples, he's going up to heaven, he says, occupy until I come. Uh, num number, number next number is that, uh, watch this, this is so good here. Your permit confirms that there's no one here qualified or willing to do what you do. That one a little touchy, but I ain't going to deal with that like that. But the truth is, when you get a work permit, it says that there's no one here. That's, that's, that's the implication, you know, that, that there's no one here that can do what you do. Now, that, now it, it, it is get a little twist up sometimes in the country, but in the kingdom, it ain't twist up. In the kingdom, you are as tall as you are, as slim as you are, as bright as you are, as gifted as you are, as everything as you are, because only you could do what you've been assigned to do. Glory be to God. Can someone shout, I'm irreplaceable? No, you can't get someone to do what I do. You can't. Yeah. What? What? If if it's a handle of If if I could have been replaced, I wouldn't have been here. Yeah. Yeah. You were not created to be a carbon copy. You were not created to be like somebody else. You were put here because the way you do it, no one else can do it. Glory to God. The skill set that you have, the gifting that you have, glory be to God. There is no one else that can function as you function. That's why you were sent here. That's why you were approved. God Almighty, stop copying. Someone said, I'm original. Glory to God. I was sharing with Pastor Rokino this week. I said, man, listen to me. I so like how you was preach, but I like how you preach better. I like how you was hauling squall, but no, I, I like how I do what I do, because this is what I do. I watch Apostle Valley. I love what he do, but this is what I do. And I understand that if I do what Valley and Rokino is doing, I become redundant. So, so I got to function in the truth of who I am. Know that I've been uniquely designed and orchestrated by God to fulfill this work. And, 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 and only him can determine when my work is done. Uh, what's the next one I want to give you? Uh, work permit now. Again, I, I hope I am wrong. I hope the minister called me if I'm wrong. You are only allowed to work in the role and at the place specified by your permit. You're allowed to work in the role, in the, in the task, and in the place specified by your work permit. You, you, can't, you can't get creative. Too much as in the body of Christ, we, we, create, we, we creative. You, you can't moonlight.
This is going to sound strong, but I need some safe to say this. Say this, I have no discretion. Uh-oh. I'm going to say it again. Say, I have no discretion. No, I'm not allowed to use discretion. I only can use the Holy Ghost. I want to hear what he got to say. Yeah, too many of us, the reason now the church is so weak and so impotent and so diluted now is because everybody's operating the kingdom on discretion. Did I just say impotent and weak and diluted? Can I add one more? We've also become inoculated. Yeah. We, we have no impact because too many of us got discretion. Uh, uh, there, was a, there was a king that used his discretion because he saw a cart carrying the ark and the ark was about to fall. And so he used his discretion. His discretion says, catch the ark before it falls. And he sends a man to catch an ark and sends a man to his death. Because we're not allowed to use discretion. We live by the voice of God. And understand, the moment you stop being able to hear the voice of God, you now prove that you are becoming redundant. Yeah. When you can't hear God, you have no use to the kingdom. The believer is voice activated. We are not feelings activated. We are not condition activated. We are not economy activated. We don't change our giving because of the economy. Come on here. We don't, watch this, we don't change our living because we old and heated and ain't married yet. No, we don't adapt and adjust. We don't let our discretion move in. Our posture is, Father, I stretch my hands to thee. No other help I know if thou withdraw thyself from me. I ain't got nowhere else to go. I need your direction. I have no discretion. Jesus says, I only do. Oh, God. I ain't get to the scripture yet. This, this, this is, I'm now right smack in the middle of the introduction. <laughs> and there's the last thing about the work permit. And I, I hope I write. The last one is, <laughs> when the job is done, you are done. When the job is done, you are done. Elaine, hear me, and everyone else hear me. Nadia, hear me. We're praying for Nadia. The daughter gave us a certain time to live, and she's watching online now. We're praying for those with lupus and every other thing. Listen to me. When the job is done, you are done. In other words, if the job is not done, if the job is not done, you ain't got a step to go. You got to watch what Paul says. Paul says, I have kept the faith. I have finished my course. I've done what God has called me to do. Now come death and take me to my next place of living. Until I have done the job I've been assigned to do, I still here. Glory to God. And so, so you are here on work permit, beloved. You're not here to buy land and become a resident and, and to just go along with the practices of the earth. You are here on work permit. You are here with a job to do. You don't get saved because it feels good to be saved. Yes, it does feel good to be saved. But once you get saved, you join the workforce. Oh, God. I wish we was in touch in neighbor season so I could actually look at your neighbor and ask them, what have you done for him lately? 
You, have, you are here on assignment, and you must understand that you have a work to do, and you've got to be busy about doing the work that God has assigned you to do. I'm telling you that there's a prophetic word over us that we're going to see exponential growth this year. But it's, the prophetic word will not manifest if you don't understand who you are and get back to your identity in Christ. You are here to make a difference. Glory be to God. We are here to impact and influence this world. Now let me go to this text and I'm done. I, I, I can't work it out. I can just throw it at you. Catch it. I'm going to throw it. You've got to catch it. And I, I go on. The first thing with the text that we read, uh, the first thing he says, number one, when you read the text, uh, put it up there for me, please, the, the John 17 text. I have given them thy word. The point number one is this. We cannot go into this world system without being anchored, submerged, and convinced of his word. Say anchored. Say submerged. Say convinced. He says, you ain't fit to go out into the world if you are not anchored, submerged, and convinced of his word. Many of us are trying to go out and we're ready to go out yet because you ain't got enough word on the inside of you. A lack of word means a lack of faith. A lack of word means a lack of direction. A lack of word means you ain't fit to go. What you going with if you ain't got no word on the inside of you? And so the key, he says, the first thing, now understand this in this book, this book of John chapter 17, to give you a little bit of, little bit of theology, uh, Jesus is now praying. Chapter 13, he leads them uh, the Lord's Supper, and he begins a teaching at the end of chapter 13. It carries on in chapter 14, chapter 15, chapter 16, and now he is praying for them. We are now in the midst of Jesus' prayer for his disciples in John 17. Now, Jesus taught us that we could only pray the will of God. And so he taught us to pray the will of God. He ain't going to tell us to do something that he ain't doing. So if he's praying this, he's praying the will of God concerning us. And therefore, from this prayer, we can glean principles as to how we should live with the will of God. Are you all with me? Good. Just say, yeah, even if you ain't there, let's just go along with it. And so the first thing he says, he says that in order for you to function in this world system, you got to have word in you. You got to know the word, not the Bible, the word. The word is not perceived by intellect, it's perceived by the spirit of God. So much you got to know the word. If I were to actually write down three words concerning your life, can you write them down? Three words that God has spoken concerning your life. Not, not the church words now, the words concerning you. Not the words that to declare over the church. Now, can you write down three things that God has spoken concerning you? If you can't do that, what are you doing? What kingdom work are you doing? Hold on. And then if you can identify three words that God has spoken concerning you, what faith are you operating in? There is no faith without word. And without faith, chaos is impossible to please. So if you ain't got no word, you ain't got no faith. If you ain't got no faith, you ain't pleasing God. And if you ain't pleasing God, your work permit might get pulled. What is the word that you are working out? What is the word that you are faithing for, that you are praying for, that you're believing for? It is your faith that pleased God in Hebrews 11 and 6. What is it that you're standing on? What is the word over your life? That's your first homework assignment this week. You should come here next Sunday. I got my word. Now we, 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 we like coming to church and getting one nice, one nice holler and one nice spit and one nice shout and jump and then we ain't living no life and wondering why ain't nothing happening for us. 
Uh, are you getting this? I'm going to say it one more time because it felt good saying it. What word are you walking in? I know what you're complaining about. That's why I asked you what prayer you're praying because you're praying the prayer that you want. But I'm asking you, what word are you walking in? Thank you for tuning in to The Life Experience. You've been listening to a portion of a message from our pastor, Bishop Denzel Rule of Life Worship Center. We invite you to join us at any of our weekly services held at the C.H. Reeves Auditorium, located Mini Street, just off of Robinson Road. For more information on our ministry, visit us at facebook.com slash the life experience or Instagram, hashtag LWC Bahamas. You can also contact us at our office, 601-5125. We look forward to seeing and hearing from you. Join us every weekday here on Glory 93.9 FM. Until next time, have a life-filled day.